Welcome to episode 15 of the At-Bat Baseball podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez along with Miles Porter. How are we doing today, man? Doing good. Doing good. Got another episode in. A lot to talk about. A lot to talk about with the All-Star. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, speaking a lot to talk about, what? Uh, how was your weekend with the Milwaukee Jaguars? Yeah, so the, this weekend, this weekend we won eight to nothing. Uh, we played on Sunday. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to play in that game due to due to car issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the boys are hot. We're we're playing tomorrow against Racine, and you know, we're fighting. We're fighting for a we're fighting for a first place spot. And uh, you know, just you know, to stay staying focused. And my coach, my coach told me I'm close to making the All Star team, so I'm trying not to think about that too much. But it's it's, it's cool news, you know. It's you know, you work, you work hard. So that, that, that feels good. But the bigger picture is that we are, we are playing so well right now. So we're just trying to, you know, keep the momentum going. Well, I, it, it, my voting's working. Cause I've been voting miles Porter every day. You know? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I thank got, you. I got the, you know, the a, a all-star ballot. When, when yeah, is, yeah. when is that all-star game then? When, when I didn't even know you guys had an all-star, that's badass. How, when's the, yeah, yeah, when yeah. You guys we, uh, yeah. So I think, I think it's like late July or early August, something like that. Uh, there wasn't, there wasn't an all-star game or home run derby the past few years because of, you know, everything that's been going on in the world. Um, but this is the first year that they've brought it back. So, um, yeah, I, I know it's like, you know, like late July or early August, summer, summer around that time. So, you know, when, when that happens, I look forward to speaking to you all about it. Oh, yeah, for real. No, and then I remember I remember you said uh, earlier um, in one of the episodes, you said that last year you made it, but as like a reserve or something like that. And you were like, that's whack. I was an honorary. I was an honorary mention, oh, yeah. which is stupid. <laughs> I felt. It felt like. A, I felt like a participation trophy. Like, good job, Miles. And I got like a pat on the back. Like, don't pat my back. <laughs> <laughs> you're like. You're like. You're like. If I don't get. If I don't get. You know, a spot, then I don't want anything. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just. It just felt. It just felt like. You know. They're, they're just like. You did good. You didn't make it, but good job, Miles. And I was like. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said hell no. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your uh, Milwaukee Jaguars update. That is the the Miles Corner right there. Uh, So uh, we'll uh, slide into uh, Chicago baseball talk, where the the White Sox uh, start. uh, We're recording this on a Tuesday. They're forty one and forty four. They uh, they come after or they coming into this week after another tough one uh, with the series lost to Minnesota two games out of three, and then splitting a series against Detroit two games. Um, out of that four, um, and uh, they're in third place in the AL Central, five and a half games back. Uh, it's just new week, same result for the White Sox. It seems um, it, it's it's you know they have a we talked about in the last episode. They have a great opportunity to end the first half with such like such giant momentum. If you could just get some series wins here, and the first part of that crucial stretch does not start well. Um, in, in that series versus Minnesota, the Sox could have easily won two out of three. Um, two of the games were pretty close. I mean, the the, the second game, it was, you know, that one was tough. It was eight to two. Um, Kopech, once again, marred by home runs. He actually gave up the, – the craziest thing was that game, he gave up uh, uh, four home runs when he had only given up five the whole season. Um, so the Twins definitely have his number. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, uh, Robert, uh, Andrew Vaughn, they all homered in uh, game three. Um, where the Sox were able to salvage um, the series, uh, the series of finale. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you, I mean, like, we know 
that the Twins are a better team right now. But, like, what's the difference between them? Like, what do you see the Twins that are doing compared to what the Sox are doing? Not only in that series in particular, but just in general for, throughout the season. Yeah, you know, kind of, kind of like you said earlier, the you know the the, the Twins are they're playing with momentum. They're playing very motivated, and I just really think they have the White Sox numbers. Um, they're also playing against, from what I'm seeing, this entire season is not a very confident White Sox team. Um, you know. I'm not saying that they're not confident at all because we, we've seen them every time they get a rally, every time they get a big hit, they're feeling very good. But initially with a lot of what I'm seeing from, you know, the White Sox is just a lot of, a lot of how, a lot of, you know, scenarios in which they're approaching the game, they don't look very confident in themselves. Um, there's a lot of big moments during that series that they had that they could have capitalized on, but, you know, ground ball to the second baseman, pop up in the infield, you know, kind of, you know, we're kind of giving them the game, giving the game back to them and never not really putting ourselves in it. That's what I'm noticing a lot with the White Sox. And like, like I said last week, this is such a talented team. I think it is the, the, the mental part right now because there is a lot of pressure for the White Sox. They are playing a lot of divisional games um, and they, and they, and it has been, you know, an interesting year for them and, and they're, they're, there's no secret that they're feeling that. Um, so I just don't think they're they're going into a lot of these divisional games feeling very good about themselves right now. And, you know, I think that's rightfully so. It's if, if they're not feeling very good about themselves, you know, by the performances that we've seen this year, it's it's understandable. But, you know, like like I, you know, like I always love to go back to this is such a talented ball club. Um, I'm really hoping that they make a run, a run for it. But, if you know, if there's a time to, you know, turn it on it's it's now the 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 divisional losses are big now the Sox are only you know we're, we're, we're a little bit under 500 right now we're not completely away from what we're supposed to you know what we know this team can do um but you know the the more the White Sox kind of hover around 500 or less what I'm seeing a lot with, with these other teams in the central they're starting to take off now they're capitalizing on the White Sox kind of just slipping and, I, and like I said earlier, they're, they're starting to feel that pressure um, in, in many ways. I, I would love to, to see the White Sox just go on like a six-game stretch of just confident, great baseball. But I know that that is much, much easier said than done. So, you know, it's like you said, it's a lot of the same thing each, each series. And, you know, hopefully they, they turn it on soon. Yeah, and, and just the Twins, I mean, like the like the confidence they're playing with is on a whole other level. Yeah. It almost, almost seems like the opposite of the White Sox. And um, it, it just hasn't, like, stopped for the Twins. Like, they've maybe got, you know, I think maybe, like, maybe a game, a game and a half um, that the lead got uh, got to when they were facing the Guardians. The Guardians played them pretty well. Um, but, no, yeah, they, they, they brought it back up. And, and the White Sox, for example, they're still, like, even if they don't like, obviously, still a long way to go. But even if they like, for example, fall behind in the uh, American League Central, the the wild card is still wide open. I mean, they still have a chance. I mean, they're three three games out of that, so still plenty of season left, regardless of what happens. Uh, because I think I still think that the teams like the Twins, uh, teams like the the Guardians, they're going to add, and and it's going to be pretty important when they get those acquisitions. Because the Guardians, you could argue, are maybe like a bat away or like a pen piece away from being probably the best team in the American League Central 
if yeah. everything goes well for them. Yeah. Same with the Twins. If they get a starter, yeah. if they get like a, a competent starter, maybe even like an ace type starter, mm-hmm. like say like a Luis Castillo, like if they get a guy like him, it changes everything, you know? So, so yeah, so if they, if they can get that, then that'll be, you know, um, pretty daunting for the White Sox. Yeah. Um, I know I saw a clip of um, uh, the CH Go White Sox podcast, and it's with Herb Lawrence who's been on before. And he was saying, man, I, I almost want these guys to, to lose 20 in a row. So, or no, I almost want, no, I almost want the twins to win 20 in a row so that they could, so that they could just put the White Sox away and end their misery. <laughs> like basically like end their misery. Like that's, that's where White Sox fans are right now. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty tough. I had, I had a, a friend who's a White Sox fan text me already. Like his, his, uh, the, t- the players, the Sox would uh, trade if they sell. <laughs> oh geez oh no we're already at that point <laughs> so i'm like damn okay we're we're there already all right um yeah. but no yeah i mean so they went into that that after that series and they played the, the tigers and man the tigers like they're i feel like they're almost like they probably have maybe a couple uh younger pieces that are better than like for example the cubs but they're they, they remind me of the cubs just because of how pesky they are like they play every team pretty well and like you know, regardless of their, their stance. And, um, uh, like for example, uh, the Javier Baez, he had, he had two home runs in that series. He had a white Sox fans, uh, flicking him off while he was running the bases at guaranteed rate field. I thought <laughs> was hilarious. Cause, uh, yeah. you know, obviously he's had a tough season, but, uh, he's played probably some of his best baseball in the past few weeks. Um, yeah. so, um, but yeah, in that series also, they had, a uh, Lucas Giolito just again, um, he, uh, could not maintain the momentum from his last two starts. He allowed yeah. five to Detroit. Um, you know, they, they're, you know, they were able to bounce back after losing the first two games of that series and win three and four with, of course, the help of the legendary Johnny Cueto, uh, cannot, you know, say that enough about that guy. He's yeah. like, I mean, you could argue he's the ace of them right now. He's the ace of the yeah. Sox right now. Cause he, yeah gets the job done every single time he's been out there. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, and then they they played the Guardians. They they have three more against the Guardians. Um, we cannot stress enough how big, you know, this – I think we've said it enough how big this stretch is for the White Sox. But yeah. oh, realistically, what do you think they can hope for in the coming weeks, in the coming week? Uh, they got three more against Cleveland and four against Minnesota, four at Minnesota. Um, all these games are away this week to close out the first half. Like realistically, it, you obviously you want to win every game, but like, what do yeah. you think is a realistic window for the Sox this week? Yeah, I think I think I think what's realistic for the Sox is you know to possibly split these series. I, I think it's less likely against Minnesota, but also you know the Guardians are on an absolute tear at the moment. Now. I could be very wrong and, and we can look back on this on the, on the next episode next week. I don't know if the, if the White Sox have the confidence to win these series. Um, we kind of saw what happened when the White Sox were in Cleveland the last time. It was a little bit of a struggle for them. And, uh, you know, when Guardians came here and gave them another hard time, they just, they just struggle. They struggle against these divisional teams. So I don't, I don't think, um, it's, I don't think it's really going to be an easy drop-off, to be honest. Uh, these are going to be very hard series for the White Sox, um, but they are more than capable of hanging in there. It's just a matter of, you know, going out there and having a short memory and just, you know, just playing your game. This is, you know, this is the, <laughs> these are these are three great teams. I, I, I know the Central's kind of looked down on in the, in the AL and the NL, but we got we to gotta look at this team. There's, 
you got to look at this entire division because these these are three very talented teams. I don't care if the Sox were 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 four or five games under five hundred. These are three very talented teams that I still feel that it's somewhat up for grabs. Maybe not so much for the White Sox, but you know, for the Guardians and the Twins, you know, they're they're really fighting for something there. Uh, they, they they they've taken advantage of the White Sox struggles. So, you know, I think I think a real, very realistic outcome is the Sox possibly split these series. But I would love to be proven wrong. Um, I just, I just don't see them. I don't see them dominating too much in these series. But that's, that's, just, that's just me being realistic. I would love to see them win both of these series and you know get their momentum back. But as of right now, I don't see it. Yeah, and I think the just the way that series started just says it all for the Sox. Like you know, Lancelin getting roughed up. I mean, if they want to get anywhere near this race or get anywhere near the top of the race, I should say. Um, they're going to need, you know, big starts from the guys like that. Um, they're going to need, you know, big starts from Kopech. You know, they, they can't um, be taking these hits against these teams like this. So um, on some lighter news for the Sox, uh, the All-Stars, the All-Star rosters were revealed over the last week. Uh, and the White Sox have an All-Star starter. Uh, Tim Anderson uh, gets his first start as the American League shortstop, but it's his second straight All-Star game. Uh, he has a one one twenty OPS plus. He's got ten steals in fifty five games. Also, some of the some of the stuff. I mean, the guy is one of the best shortstops, if not the best shortstop in the American League. The guy, uh, ninety nine percentile for uh, expected batting average. He's in the ninety two percentile for uh, K percentage. The guy never K's. Eighty uh, four percentile for expected weighted on base. Uh, so I mean, it's just this guy um, obviously deserves uh, that start at shortstop for the American League. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tim Anderson and like you know just the type of player he is for the Sox and how far this guy can take them? Oh, he can take them so far. T- Timmy, mm-hmm. Timmy's been incredible. He's been incredible for this team. He, um, he's he's so consistent for them. Um, you know, I, I know he's had his struggles defensively, but offensively, he he's a wizard. He's an absolute wizard, and he's just been uh, he's been so reliable. He's been so reliable that anywhere LaRusso puts him in the lineup, I know I've seen him a lot at the top of the lineup. I've seen him leading off a little bit lately. Um, you know, much, very, very much earned. And, uh, I remember, I remember in 2018, I met, I met Tim Anderson when, uh, the White Sox honored us for winning the world series at Oakton. And he was like, well, he was like, well, like the first player to come out of there and just, you know, just, just meet all of us and shake everyone's hand and just really, I don't know. It, it's just, it, it feels good. It feels good to see that. And, uh, you know, this is, this is, in my opinion, I think he's kind of like the heart and soul of the White Sox. He's kind of the heart and soul of what they represent and, you know, what every player in that lineup is trying to achieve along with Jose Abreu as well. Um, so, you know, this is very, very much earned. If he, for me, it wouldn't have been enough if he was just an all-star this year. He had to be a starter because he's just, he's, he's been incredible. Um, you know, obviously defensively he could do better, like I said earlier, but this is this was very much earned. Um, and you know, he just has to he has to keep doing everything that he's been doing this season because the White Sox need it. Um, so you know, he he he's he's the one player on this team that's really keeping their head above water along with other factors as well. But offensively, he he has he has been an absolute joy to watch. So biggest congratulations to him. Yeah, and you make a good point. I mean, he he really is. I've been saying that. Uh, for the last couple of years is like this dude is like he represents everything the White Sox are and just like the fact that like it, even when they're good if you count us out you know I don't care you know what I mean like we're gonna go out there and we're gonna smash you know hit bombs and 
you know, do all this. And that's, that's the type of like player that Tim Anderson is um, and exciting, how uh, much of an exciting player he is too. Um, so yeah, it's cool to see that. It's cool to see the White Sox get represented in the all-star game. Now he's the only uh, all-star representative for the White Sox. And a lot of people uh, pretty, pretty pissed about uh, some, a couple of the other White Sox that didn't make it, uh, but not, you know, none more so than Dylan Cease. I mean, he, uh, I know he's uh, one of the league leaders in FIP. I mean, he's you know he's one of the league leaders um, in ERA. Um, yeah, I mean, what what do you think about that? I know um, seeing that I was a little bit surprised. I know it's it, I know that uh, it's one of those things where it's always. I was telling a, a friend that was you know that was super mad about it, but I'm like, it, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it's it's the every team needs an all star thing, and like, hey, I get some people have a problem with that. Completely understand why they have a problem with that. But I think the the reason I I, got, I guess kind of sympathize with that is just because uh my for whenever your team is bad, you know, and you having an and your team is your team has an all star for example like the Cubs, it's 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 like it, it sounds corny, but it's like your postseason, right? It's like your your moment for your player to shine on the national stage. So I think that's why I like that about baseball is that they have like they give the you know even the bad teams uh, an opportunity like that, but. Yeah, like what are your, what are your thoughts about Dylan Cease and, and and you know him not you know not making the cut? Yeah, it's 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 definitely you know it's it's, it's competitive. Um, I, I believe he should be in there. I believe he should be in there. You know, seven wins, four losses with a two point four five ERA in seventeen games, um, ninety two innings pitched. I just it is it's it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that. Um, you know, he, he hasn't, he, he didn't, he didn't get a shot this year, but I, but like, you know, you know, like, like you said, the, the White Sox will have many moments to shine this year. And so, so will Dylan Cease and, you know, who's to say his name isn't going to be still mentioned in the Cy Young, you know, race at the end of this year. Um, But it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, you know, opponents are hitting 205 off him and he's thrown 92 innings exactly this year. I think, <laughs> It it, it it came to me by surprise and, you know, he, he's really been the main starter for the White Sox this year. So I think, I, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, but, you know, he's going to, he's going to get that recognition he deserves. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't for the all-star team, but he should be on this team for sure. Um, yeah, not, not too much to say there. I just, <laughs> that's, that's another one of those players that I look at and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> What did, what did exactly did we miss? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. So, you know, it's, it's, un, it's unfortunate for him, but I, I, I hope, I hope he knows that he has been absolutely remarkable for this team. And he's struck out 133 this year. It's, and I'm looking at these, his stats as we're talking, it's so many great things to take away. I, I, I don't want the, I don't want this to be any sort of pinnacle for his season because he is, he has been absolutely lights out. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, like, I think it's no doubt that he gets in, um, like, as an injury replacement or something. I think he's got to be in the top two of, like, the next guys up. And yeah. pitchers, yeah. pitchers, unfortunately, fall, <clears throat> excuse me, pitchers, unfortunately, fall like flies uh, during this time. So, and yeah. it's not even that. Like, I'm sure some players, like, I'm sure some players not even are not even injured. They just don't want to play in it, which, which is understandably also, understandably yeah. so. But, um. Yeah, so with Cease, I think he'll make it in. But, yeah, and the thing with him, what hurts him, if you want to say, if you want to split hairs with this guy when it comes down to, like, you're comparing him to, like, Nestor Cortez or 
uh, Otani and stuff like that is is Dylan Cease just walks a, a few more guys than they do, and that's literally the you know the def like the definition of a splitting hairs because he just walks yeah. a little bit. He, like his whip is one one point twenty three, I think it was. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so. Uh, compared to the guys that have been selected, most most of them. I know Martin Perez had like a 118, but again, Rangers need an All Star. So um, yeah, it's it's a little it's a little tough. But um, like I said, hopefully he gets in uh, as a injury replacement or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll move over to the Cubs now, uh, and they are 34 and 52. Uh, they had a series, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> cover your ears, kids. Uh, <laughs> get the earmuffs. Uh, they uh, they had a series win against the Brewers. Uh, they had a great start to the week, but uh, they were quickly uh, uh, shut down by the, the Dodgers. Um, it was four straight series wins for the Cubs, which was crazy to hear when I heard, like, when I put two and two together, I was like, damn, it's really been four straight. Wow. Um, and they went, then they went into L.A. and were humbled. So, it's just uh, just baseball for you. Um, they they gave the Brewers a hard time though, which again I love to see um, because uh, just as we've always called out the Central this season, um, that's the leader of the NL Central, and, and they just don't look like it. Um, the Cubs won two out of three. Uh, you know they obviously that we talked a little bit about in the last show that July fourth, uh, Seiya Suzuki inside the Parker. Um, that was pretty awesome to see. Obviously, Cubs lost that game, but Cubs ended up winning the next two. Um, they won game two, eight to three, behind another Suzuki bomb, though that one actually left the park. Um, and then uh, Hendricks actually left the game after three innings with shoulder strain, but he was placed on the 15-day uh, IL, so hopefully he comes back soon, which is kind of tough because he, he, I feel like not all the results were there, but he was pitching a little better in the last month or so. So hopefully he's able to come back soon. Also, I feel like that hurts his trade stock if the Cubs were looking to deal him. Not that, not that he was you know carrying a lot of trade stock, but that that um, obviously hurts him. In Game Three, the Cubs uh, were down for most of the game, but they ended up winning uh, two to one with the help of uh, Ortega's uh, RBI single and PJ Higgins, PJ Higgins, of course, with uh, an RBI uh, double in the ninth uh, for the two to one win. Uh, then, yeah, like I said, that four-game four series in Los Angeles, I mean, all Dodgers, uh, the Cubs fought every game, but the Dodgers clutch hitting, coming back from behind, like I think in two or, two or three games. Um, Cub, I guess one of the, the silver linings was the Cubs were able to get to all-star Tony Gonsolin, who was like the NL you know, leader in ERA and wins, uh, but the Cubs are still lost that game. Uh, you know what, o overall... Uh, Obviously, the Cubs season isn't going uh, very well, but it's been, you know, particularly bad over the last couple months. Um, since uh, May 25th, I saw a stat where it was uh, the, uh, the A's and the Angels had the two worst records um, since May 25th, um, and the third team on that list was the Cubs at 16 and 27. So it's been pretty, pretty hard to watch, but. Um, from the Brewers series, the plus is there. From the Dodgers, the negatives there, or even some pluses there. Anyway, uh, what did you see uh, from the Cubs over the last week? Oh, so so I think there's a lot of good to take away from that Milwaukee series, just, just in terms of you know taking advantage of a team that is really is talented, but wouldn't be in first place in any other in any other division. Um, really, not much to take much. Good to take away from the Dodgers series. Um, you know, that's that's the the Dodgers, the Dodgers are our powerhouse team, and you know, in my opinion, I think they're the deepest team in 
in the National League. Um, and and it's just you know it's just one of those things where they like like you said you know they they got they got humbled. Um, you know Suzuki drops the ball in the outfield, but it really that really wasn't like a huge factor during the series in terms of what what, what happened. There was all kinds of. I think okay. So if there's, if there's one thing that I think about when I look at this series. There was a lot of offense, especially in that last game. There was a lot of offense, um, but you know maybe maybe pitching wise, when, when I say there's a lot of offense, we scored a lot of runs, but we also gave up a lot of runs. Um, and it's just you know how can the Cubs you know figure out a way to balance everything out for the years to come? Because I think offensively this team is going to be very very good in the future I think they have a lot of great things going for them with Nico Horner with Seiya Suzuki with Christopher Morrell so many young players I could, I could list off and I, I, I didn't even talk about Hap um, or Contreras if he's still on the team fingers crossed and it's just there's there's a lot of potential for this team offensively um, and then so you know when it comes to the pitching side of things what are we going to do? What's going to happen on draft night? What, what, how are we going to take, what, what direction is the team trying to go in? I think pitching would be very important because I actually do believe that offensively the Cubs have been very solid this year for not only for what we have, but just in general, I'm liking a lot of the at-bats that I'm seeing from our guys. Um, so, you know, Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we, we're, we're able to to add a couple of important arms in the, in the next draft coming up, um, you know, over the years, hopefully sign a couple of guys who can, who can you know, take take the reins of the rotation or take the reins of the, of the bullpen a little bit more and, and, and go from there and build off of something because this, I do look at the Cubs and I, I don't, I don't want to believe that they're going to struggle like, like this for the next five, six years. I, I don't believe, I don't believe they will. Um, but this is a little bit of a different organization under Jed compared to Theo, not knocking anyone's style, but it, there, there's a difference. There's a difference in, in, uh, in styles of what, of what, you know, these general managers want to do with the team. So, you know, offensively, I think, I think the Cubs have been very solid. Um, I think they were solid in those, in those last two series. Pitching wise, we got some things to work on. Rowan Wick has had a really hard time. He's had a really hard time over the past month. And I, I don't think it's been talked about too much i wonder what his future is with the cubs going forward um there's a lot there's a lot to improve on on the pitching side so yeah yeah and and the thing is you make yeah like i mean you brought up a good point too in the fact that the offense is not the problem like they actually have played for as much as you know it's been a, a really um you know unpleasant season uh the cubs are ninth in the league in weighted uh runs created plus um or in weighted runs created and then they're um still in the in the top uh 12 for uh weighted runs created plus um they are also uh have the highest walk percentage in the league like uh, the yankees aren't even in the top 10 uh, so that's kind of crazy there yeah, yeah. Um, they got some yeah. good approaches on this team i really I've, yeah. I've been noticing that this year yeah, exactly. So guys like Ian Happ, the way they walk, the guys like Seiya Suzuki, their approach, Nico Horner, like, oh. so, so yeah, I mean, they have that type of thing. And, and even, you know, say like, for example, like, and I know, and, and you're hoping, you know, we keep Wilson or whatever, but you say we get rid of Wilson still, you still have guys like it, 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 
and like we still have that maybe uh possibility that hey maybe they don't move half maybe half is the guy not necessarily build around but they have the leader there um and if they if they yeah. you know you know if they were to keep him i mean they still have you know plenty of guys to work with um and one of the things too that i wanted to talk about was the fact that like over the last week people i think said that maybe uh, xander Bo- or executives believe xander bogarts will come here um and uh just on your opinion on like what who is the best free agent fit do you think for the Cubs like we got Aaron Judge out there Carlos Correa a uh, Trey Turner Xander Bogart Xander Bogart those are probably the top four free agent position players that are going to be available uh, in your opinion out of those guys who do you want and who do you think is a realistic fit I know Correa and Judge have come out and said that they don't want to be part of a rebuilding team but I think yeah. money talks at the end of the day but what do what do you think yeah, yeah, I think, like like you said, I think the money definitely talks as I think we saw with a few guys that, that went to a few teams this year where they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then you look at the contract, you're like, oh, that's why you went there. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. Okay, cool. Um, you know, I think I think I think Bogarts will be will be a great fit. Um I I don't know, I don't know how much I would want to move Horner from shortstop. Um, just because as a, as a ball player, when you're playing well and things are going good and things are firing, it's finally starting to click. There's a lot of ball players who don't want to change much. So any, any routine that goes into, you know, how Nico Horner is playing, that even goes to him taking the field as shortstop. And that kind of affects his mentality offensively because this is how he feels whole. So if you take away, maybe if you take away Horner from shortstop and you put him a second, he might not feel as as whole as he as he as he was. He might not feel as complete as opposed to him playing a shortstop. And if you notice, that's what the Cubs did when Addison Russell came back and Javi was at short. They took they took Russell and put him at second as he was platooning with Ben Zobris. It's one of those. It's you know, I, I know Bogarts can play a little bit of third as well. Um, I really I really like Bogarts coming over here, and you know, I think I think Correa and Judge are we can pretty much rule them out. I think Correa made it clear, like you said, with not wanting to be a part of a rebuild. Very fair enough. Um, I, I think Aaron Judge's home is with the Yankees. Um, Trey Turner, I don't know. I don't know if, if, they, if, they, if the Cubs are willing to to pay him as much as he's as much as he's going to ask for. Um, same thing with Bogarts as well, but I, there's someone who realistically I can see uh, fitting on this ball club, just, just in terms of uh, approach and, and um, you know, some of his metrics, I think Bogarts fits very well. I think I really do believe he fits very well on this team. So the one guy I had to pick, I'll, I'll definitely say it's Bogarts. So, you know, I look forward to, you know, kind of seeing how the offseason unfolds. So I think it's going to be a lot of big moves and we might see some surprises with Correa and Judge, but I think, um, you know, more so Correa, I think, I think we're, it, it can be, what, it's pretty much a toss in the air with him. I'd be surprised if Judge was not back with the Yankees next year. So, you know, I look forward to kind of seeing what happens there. Yeah, and I think with with Bogarts, I think probably, yeah, I think you can't move Nico. I think that's the thing. You you can't move Nico. I think he he is he is honestly, well, statistically speaking, um, one of the best, uh, one of the most elite shortstops in the game defensively. So you can't move him. Yeah. So I think Bogarts are probably second or third, as you said. You know, like they they got to put him there or DH him. You know, you know, his defense hasn't been the best over the past couple of years. So maybe, maybe right. DH him again, uh, you know, who knows what will happen, but that's just a guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting, but I do agree with you on the fact that 
Um, Aaron Judge belongs in New York, and I and, and as much as I would want Judge on my team, um, I kind of want Judge just to stay there. I think it's it's yeah, a perfect, yeah. he's a perfect he's a perfect Yankee, um, but we'll see. Uh, it's it's gonna be a, a crazy off season. I don't want to sure. see Yankees fans go through what we went through with Rizzo. Keep, keep your guy. <laughs> yeah, it hurts, man. It hurts. Keep your guy. Yeah. Make sure he stays around. Appreciate exactly. him. Okay. <laughs> For real. And now we'll uh we'll look ahead to the Cubs week. Uh, they have two games against the Orioles and four against the Mets, all at Wrigley. Um, and I think uh, it'll be a pretty you know cool week because these are teams that are vying for postseason spots. Never thought I'd say that about the Orioles, but it's you know it's true. Um, they uh, they're definitely in the wild card hunt um, in the American League. Uh, what do you think uh, the Cubs will uh, see? Uh, when they play these two teams this week, and uh, just what do you what do you expect overall? I mean, I know it's not going to be probably a good week. Um, I think these are two tough teams in general, uh, so the you might not see a lot of wins. But you know, what what, what do you see coming up? Yeah, they're, they're going to face a very pesky Orioles team. As we know, this is a team that is just, you you could look at them and think to yourself, yeah, we we could beat them. Whatever, it's just your no. Mm-mm. This is a team that. Uh, <laughs> It's a team that's playing probably the best baseball right now in the MLB, in my opinion. Um, and we we kind of always mention this, but the the, the Orioles they they they've proven that they can beat big teams. And now on top of them, you know, kind of realizing that they're able to beat a lot of these uh, really competitive ball clubs that are really in the hunt, they're, they're they've been kind of not kind of they 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 put it together the, the these past eight games, and it's been pretty pretty sick to watch honestly um that's the cool thing about baseball anything can happen um so this is a team that i think is like hey guys we're good we we are we are good at baseball yeah 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 we're, we're good you're right so they can you know I, I think they're gonna come into wrigley kind of looking to to move the cubs out of the way they're like all right cool we got to take two from you guys we're gonna go finish off this other series before the all-star break I don't know if I don't think this is going to be an easy series. I don't think it is, but I also do believe the Cubs have a chance of dominating at home and you know, kind of trying to regain some momentum. But that is hard after getting swept in four. Um, you know, I, I kind of do see the Orioles coming to town and taking care of business, but anything can happen. And then when it comes to, to the Mets coming in town this weekend, um, that's going to be another very very tough series. That's a very that's a very talented ball club coming in very very hot team with a lot of momentum coming in um so might not be not might not be the easiest series might not be the easiest uh two series before the all-star break um but anything can happen uh the Cubs just have to have to play their game I think do do their best to kind of keep the ball keep the ball out of the air keep it on the ground uh that's 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 the one thing I could kind of point out but besides that the bats are hot. I didn't even mention PJ Higgins earlier, who's been absolutely tearing it up for the Cubs this year. And, uh, you know, keep the ball on the ground, keep the ball out of the air and, you know, hope something good happens. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it for them. Yeah. It's, it's the best, best we go for. I mean, the, uh, the, the good thing is, is like, uh, and we've said this before, the Cubs play the, you know, the best teams in baseball pretty well. I mean, it, it's, it's obviously, um, not including the Yankees or the Dodgers because they're like, you know, I think over 10 in that, in that regard. But when you, when they're playing teams like, you know, the, the best teams in the national league, they still, you know, 
they hold their own. So, yeah. um, if you know they could do that against the Orioles and the Mets, you know that'll be pretty good. Um, I'm sure we could steal one from the from the Orioles at home. Yeah. Uh, the Mets, you know, maybe steal one or two, depending on what yeah. whatever happens. But yeah, I think it, it'll be they'll be really um hard matchups for the Cubs. Um, but yeah, hopefully they end the hopefully they end the first half on on a high note. Why not? Right. So exactly. Um, yeah. So six more games to go there. Um and good now talking about the the Cubs All Stars they have uh Wilson Contreras making his his uh second All Star start um and he's gonna be in the starting lineup with his brother William from the Atlanta cool. Braves yeah he's gonna be the DH as uh, Bryce Harper can't start um as he fractured his his thumb uh these are the first brothers to start an All Star game in the same league since the Al- Alomar brothers in '92 they did it two years in a row actually. Um, and then of course, Ian Happ makes his first all-star appearance. Um, he has a four war, uh, and I mean, well-deserving and, uh, with the Wilson thing, um, it's more of most likely his last start or his last all-star appearance as a cub, um, for Ian Happ, um, depending on what happens, it could be his too, but, um, I will say this, Wilson, of course, well-deserved. I mean, he's the best catcher in, uh, you could argue, offensively in baseball, offensively for sure. Um, Ian Happ, uh, there's not much more to say about this guy. The guy is one of the best players in the National League, one of the best players on the Cubs, um, yeah. well-deserving after everything he's been through. I mean, the guy had so many ups and downs early on in his yeah. career. But what we do know is that when he plays, he plays well. So it's yeah. like – you know he's had a couple injury riddled season had it had a three month injury riddled seasons um he went uh um a few weeks into the minor leagues um and you know he you know was able to build himself back up and he did that and he's here and i know they showed him in an interview and he was super emotional about it and you know you know it makes sense i mean the guy um was able to come back from a uh, from a dark place i mean he he told he talked about how like you know he um was told um, you know, that, uh, he wasn't going to play that much last year when they were facing the Dodgers. Cause that's, cause that's how bad he was. And now for like a year later to be told he's going to be an all-star in that same office, he was told he wasn't going to play that much. Uh, yeah, he got emotional. So it's, it's cool to see that those types of stories. Um, I know I was watching that all-star selection, just hoping that it'd be in it, but I, I wasn't, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it just because the Cubs, you know, where the Cubs are at, um, yep. and, and stuff like that. So it was really cool of like a little bit of a surprise almost to like for the national league to recognize him. Uh, obviously kudos to uh, Brian Snitker and the, and the Braves for, for picking him. So yeah. yeah but w- what are your thoughts on both of the all-stars uh, Contreras and, and Hap? Oh my gosh. So, so much, so well-deserved. And, you know, I pointing, pointing to, to Ian, he's just, he's just been so great. He's been so great this year. Um, you know, probably still hasn't gotten much of the attention, um, that, that he deserves, but that's understandable on a team that is, that is the Chicago Cubs that, you know, we've, you know, we're back to these days. We're back to these days before, before the era that we became very accustomed to, but we're not going to be here forever. And, you know, Ian Happ, in my opinion, is kind of like one of the shining lights that, that shows us, Hey, you know, we're not always going to be like this. We're, we're going to, we're, we're going to be good again. We're going to be good again soon. And, um, Gosh, he 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 has worked so hard. I remember his debut in St. Louis and just just everything, everything that, that he's been through, the ups and downs. Um, I remember how hot he was in 2020. And then, you know, last year it was it was a bit tough for him, but he finished the year so strong last year. He showed how talented he really is, in my opinion. If you take away 
his first half stats from last year and just look at the second half once, you know, once we, we lost the guys that we became accustomed to seeing, he really stepped up. He, he, he stepped up so well uh, for this team. And, you know, I think he pretty much continued that into this season. So, you know, so, so I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for Ian. He really, he really did earn this. And then, you know, with Wilson to start next to his brother, that's, that's so cool. That, that, that's really cool. Um, there's, there's a, there's a lot of cool, cool stories that come out of this. And there's, there's also other stories about certain players that should be in this, but I know we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be next. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the snubs and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how cool that would be, man, to have a sibling in, in the all-star game and to oh play with gosh, them. I mean, so cool. that would just be like the peak, you know, so. His little brother um, too. And yeah, and he, you know, he saw him grow up and oh gosh, that yeah. story is so cool. I know. And just the fact that like, um, Wilson said that he had never seen him. I think he said he had never seen him play like uh, above like little league. Like he had never seen him just because he left obviously for the, you know, he was with the Cubs for, you know, when he was young and stuff here. So, um, the fact that he got to see William play like, you know, you know, pro pro ball or or just even like, you know, any type of ball above little league, um, in the majors is crazy to me. Um, so yeah, it's awesome, man. And, And definitely I can't, that's one of those things I can't wait to see. Uh, next week at the All-Star Game in Los Angeles. Um, so speaking of the All-Star Game, now we shift towards the rest of the league. You know, one of the things we did was we wanted to, you know, pick apart the roster a little bit, you know, pick a couple of the guys that, you know, we want to talk about, a couple of guys that deserve a little more of the spotlight, uh, even a little more that they're getting now uh, as their All-Stars. And also one snub, because every year there's a snub, there's snubs, and uh, those definitely – um, uh, are all seen all over, you know, social media and, uh, people definitely feel it. Hopefully, uh, the guys we talk about are added as, you know, as we said before, late replacements. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I'll let miles, miles, you go first. So you can talk, well, first we'll talk about the, uh, the positives. We'll talk about, uh, a couple of the players that we think uh, deserves a little more of the spotlight. Who, who do you have? Yeah. So, uh, well, Aaron judge, what more can you can you really say? We we talked about him earlier with free agency. Uh, you know, obviously, I believe he's going to stay with the Yankees. But what an incredible year for him! Um, just just he he's been such a leader for this offense. Uh, he's been so consistent the the entire season. Um, and, and and he's such a he's such a complete hitter too. One thing I noticed about Aaron Judge is that he uses every single part of the field. Um, and that's that is that is kind of rare in today's game we're not seeing a lot of guys especially with his size you know use every single part of the field he, he really knows how to control uh the pace of, of, of an at-bat he knows what he wants in an at-bat he knows what he's looking for and this has been fun to watch 30 home runs driving in 60 rbis on 90 hits it's managed 90 hits and 30 of them have been home runs are you kidding me why are you that good at hitting a baseball it's just so fun to watch, and it's it, it's been it's been great. Aaron Judge has been an absolute leader for that ball club, um, and you know it's you know it's, it's you know it, it shows it shows how you know how talented this, this this team is. So you know, for for the AL, you know I'm going with I'm going with Aaron Judge. Wow, what a what a year what a year from him. Um, for the NL, Paul Goldschmidt. Um, why is your batting average that high? do you do you ever get out like do you have you ever gotten out before i've never i feel like i never see it 
Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's on base too. Is four twenty. I mean, that's that's yeah, like, it's dumb. Who made you? Like he, he, this is <laughs> this is incredible. He, he's he's having such a great year. Um, and 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 I don't think he's being talked about enough still. Um, oh my God, nineteen home runs, sixty five driven in on one hundred and seven hits. He's nine sixty one runs ended a three thirty five batting average. Stop it. Stop. Okay, we get it. You're really good. Um. <laughs> This 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 is a season, a very seasoned player who has who has just been a, a leader for this team. And in, in his age thirty four season, he has been absolutely incredible. Um, there was no question that he was going to be a starting the, the starting first baseman uh, for the for the All Star team, and he he has been amazing. He's been absolutely incredible, um, and just just another example of, of a player who has been you know, an anchor for his team, along with Nolan Arenado, my favorite player. Um, and just, uh, it says a lot about him. And when you watch his approach, he's in such control of the at-bats. I think that's a that's one of the big themes of of guys like Aaron Judge and Paul Goldschmidt um, and, and many other players who I could list off. When you're in control of, of the at-bat, when you know what you want, when you know what you don't want, and then you can recognize these things it, it makes the biggest difference. Uh, Paul, Paul Goldschmidt is such a, he's such a professional player. He's such a professional hitter. So, you know, I think, I think that's a big, a big highlight to, uh, you know, to talk about. So, you know, Paulie and uh, Aaron Judge, incredible, incredible. Those are two players you want to tell your kids to watch and just, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. We got to appreciate this talent right now. Cause you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to miss them when they're not, you know, when they're not playing pro ball anymore. So. Yeah, those are my picks for the good, for the positives. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head with those types of guys. Those are the type of guys you want your, you know, the kids or the kids to see out there. You know, you want them to model their game after is you know Aaron Judge and Paul Goldsman. Those guys are the elite of the elite. And uh, yeah. you know, another thing on Paul Goldsman, I mean, he's the league leader in WAR. I mean, he leads the yeah. majors in WAR, four point seven. Helps us. I mean, one. yeah. So I mean, it's 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 just uh, it's been honestly, yeah, like you said, like he hasn't got, been getting a lot of attention maybe because he's hiding in St. Louis, you know. Obviously, right. um, you know, there's plenty of you know great players there. I mean, the the Cardinals have three of the top ten war leaders in baseball in their lineup, which is insane. Uh, so and like I've said before, that's one of the main reasons why I think they could easily win the NL Central um, if they play their cards right. No pun intended there, literally. Uh, and uh, so we'll see. Uh, but on my end of things, um, I actually picked both uh, two of the American League, which is unlike unlike me, as I'm obviously a National League guy. Um, but the first being uh, Byron Buxton. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Twins earlier, oh what goodness. they've been doing. But man, Byron Buxton, man, like it's it's another guy. Like, and he's been way more, he's been through way more than what happens. But I was thinking about it, just like what these guys have been through. Byron Buxton has been through just so much injuries and you know he's only played uh nine i think he's only played o- over yeah he's only played over 70 games three time in his career in his career and he has 67 already in july so you know he's yeah. he's having a career year but he's gonna he's aiming to also play a career high in games so yeah. um that's awesome to see man and just like what he's done to lead that twins team um to first place has been incredible. Um, he's uh, has a 2.9 WAR, 23 home runs. He's tied for sixth in the majors. He's third amongst AL outfielders with that with that mark. 
He's got seven outs above average, which is uh, sixth in the majors amongst uh, outfielders. Um, so Baller. he's he plays, yeah, he plays all over the place. He plays, uh, you know, a well-rounded baseball and just a great guy too. I mean, the way that uh, Rocco Baldelli, um, you know, announced it to everyone, um, I think it says uh, what type of player he is. More importantly, how how much of a you know how good of a person he he is and you know, uh, how much the team respects him. And, and it, it showed a lot. I mean, like his player, the, you know, the players were going crazy for him and uh, he represents everything that, you know, everything that's good about the twins and about that organization. So, you know, give it up for, you know, Byron Bucks. I mean, the guy's, you know, one of the best players in baseball. And, you know, when we're talking about one of the best players in baseball and one of the best center fielders in baseball, you can't go uh, without mentioning the Seattle Mariners, uh, Julio Rodriguez and I and I didn't pick yeah. him because we have the same last name. That's not why, but uh, <laughs> I, I would be I would be uh, I would be lying if I didn't say it was at least two percent as to why. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's his first All Star selection. He's the only rookie um, All Star um, in the game. He's the first Mariner rookie All Star since Ichiro and the fifth in Mariners history. Um, I mean, this guy gets compared to Ken Griffey Jr. And if that doesn't say it all, I don't know what will. Um, he's, uh, like only 21 and he's got a 3.4 war and that's already 10th in the majors. Now this guy got off to a rough start. People were saying, oh, maybe, you know, you know, is this, you know, this kid got it. Is his, you know, the Julio that everyone was talking about. He had an April of, with the 544 OPS. And after that, he's just gone off to go 866 in May. 903 in June and he has a 914 in July so far. So he's killing it and he's six see he has six outs above average. So as if you know hitting wasn't enough, he's also playing great uh, defensive ball and he also he's also already has over 20 steals, which you know what? I cannot uh stress enough that in 2022 having more than 20 steals in a season is impressive. Uh let alone yeah let alone at the halfway mark. And I mean, we grew up in the era where like, you know, Jose Reyes had like 50 at the half. Like he had like, yeah, I think yeah. like 70 or 80. Um, and that was awesome. So uh, seeing guys like Julio, like bring it back and, and, and maybe like, you know, uh, even maybe him, he could, he threatened to have a 30, 30 season, you know, who, yeah, who he yeah. definitely has, he definitely has the pop to do it. I think he has like 11 or 12 bombs right now, but yeah, who knows? We'll see. Uh, but yeah, the, and also just the fact that he's been one of those uh, guys for the Mariners that have helped them uh, maybe make a postseason run. Forty-five and forty-two yeah. right now. They're second in the Young AL Spark West. Plug. Yeah. yeah, they're tied for third in the American League Wild Card race. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just other other things that to point out when when you look at his savant page. I mean, he's in the ninetieth percentile in six key categories. Uh, max exit velocity, barrel percentage, and sprint speed. His sprint speed, he's in the 97th percentile. So that guy flies. Um, no. So, yeah, I mean, those, those are that like uh, two guys that, you know, uh, really are the, the some of the biggest stars in the American League and just two of the best center fielders in the game. So uh, no. I can't wait to see those guys, um, you know, go off in the All-Star game and in their first All-Star game. Um, and just for the world to know them more because obviously, you know, no. uh, Julio, not a lot of people see him because, you know, he's on the West and those games are so late. Um, and Byron Buxton's in Minnesota. So, you know, it'll be cool to see the rest of the league kind of get um, a little bit of a peek of who these players are um, overall. Now, we'll, we'll, we obviously, there's got to be some bad news. And the, the snubs, you know, there's always snubs. 
So uh, who is your particular stump you wanted to talk about today? Freddie Freeman. Uh, listen, <laughs> I know that first base is a very, very loaded – that's a very loaded position for a lot of talented uh, first basemen. Did Freddie Fr- – what are we do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know that this position <laughs> is very, very deep. I know that. That's very understandable. Um, you know, you look at you look at you know Goldsmith, and then you look at Pete Alonso. Two two players who are having an amazing season. But how is Freddie Freeman really not in the All Star game right now? Are you look? Does he? Hundred, you know, I rise as of right now. He has eleven home runs, fifty four driven in, a three oh four batting average with a hundred and two hits, fifty five runs. What did we miss? Are you serious? There, there is no other player. That, that I maybe maybe we could put him in the DH category because he's not in, he's not even on the roster. He's like, this is a player to be, and this is this is not anything against William Contreras. This is nothing against him. He deserves to be there. He's great, but we're talking about a player who is batting three hundred, and he isn't on the, even on the team. He's not on the roster. What are we doing? What are we doing? What did we miss? I don't get it. I want to talk to the commissioner and be like, hey, expanded one more roster spot because Freddie Freeman should be in the all-star game. I don't care. There's no argument someone can give me that be like, oh, well, no, 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 oh, nothing. There's nothing. There's, there is no excuse for this right here. He should be in the all-star game. I don't get it. It bugs me. This really bugs me. This is a, this is a player who's having an amazing season. He's having an amazing season, and he's not in the all-star game. Now I'm starting to sound like Stephen A. Smith, um, which is probably not too bad. Stephen A. is a man. Um, I just, you know, this is a snub. This is a snubby snub. This is the snubbiest of snubs that I've, I've ever seen. Freddie Freeman should be in the all-star game. Anyone who's listening to this, don't you dare text or call me and tell me why you should not be in the other players who deserve it. <laughs> don't, don't, do not tell me this. This is a man who's having an amazing season. I'm going to check his stats again when come, come September, October, and, and it's going to add to this to this moment, okay? Freddie Freeman should be in the All-Star game. He's an All-Star player. I know he's on the Dodgers. I know there's been, there's been some drama with the teammates and everyone's kind of adjusting to being a Dodger again. I get it. I understand that. I'm right there with him. I actually feel bad for him with that whole situation. I think he should be a Brave. But that doesn't change the fact that Freddie Freeman is – he should be an All-Star. And not just an All-Star, Saul. So he should be a, a starter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got uh, breaking news. Uh, they just added a, a Fre- Freddie Freeman spot in the, na- <laughs> the national. They're going to call it the Freddie Freeman edition uh, on the roster spot. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, after that, if I'm going to, because I think he represents himself at the t- right now. I could be wrong. But after that video, after that, I'm going to like screen grab that, bro. And I'm going to be like, hey, Freddie, you know, if you if you need a, an agent, uh, Miles Porter, uh, no experience in the agent game, but you know what? <laughs> he's he, he's going to fight for you, you know, tooth and nail uh, oh, to get you. Freddie, I got your back, man. <laughs> oh, my. I, I don't know. I don't think I can follow that, to be honest, because um, that, yeah, that, that's, 
Because, <laughs> yeah, Freddie Freeman definitely um, deserved to be there. And that's another guy that I'm sure is on the cusp uh, and will, you know, get there by injury. And, and I, I, you'll be the first person. When I see that notification uh, that they add Freddie Freeman into the game, um, I'm sure you'll be the, the first person to either tell me or I'll tell you. Um, oh, I'm doing backflips and handstands as soon as that <laughs> happens. It'll be quite the celebration. He's a being all-star. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh man. No. No. Hey, you're right. And and speaking speaking of first baseman, uh, that's um the category I'm in, and it's in the American League. Now this is yeah, and this is not is also I mean, just outrageous, absolutely criminal. If this guy's not on the All Star game, and it's Ty France from the Seattle Mariners. Now I mean, man, this guy I feel like did everything he needed to do to be an American League All Star, like. Not only is he the leader of this club, he is um, their, you know, their offensive leader, defensive leader, leader in the clubhouse. Like this guy has been there. Done. He's twenty-seven years old. He's you know been through, been through, and you know he came, you know, out of the Padres. The Padres dumped him off to the Mariners. You know, it's like he wanted a spot where he could be a star, and he's got his spot in Seattle. And I, you know, he's got an eight forty OPS, a two point seven WAR. Uh, he had a 4.2 WAR season last year, so he, you know, he could easily, you know, outdo that. Um, the guy never strikes out. He's in the 89 percentile in K percentage, um, and yeah, I mean, it, this is just like, you know, same with you know Julio Rodriguez. He's one of those leaders of the team that that has has put the you know the the Mariners where they're at now, 45 and 42. Um, really, you know, they have an opportunity to make the postseason for the first time since 01. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's you know. Uh, very disappointing, and I hope that he's one of those guys that's replaced. Um, but you know what? Actually, this kind of plays into what I was going to talk to next, man. Is uh, and it might actually like the, your your reaction might actually you know tell tell me everything with the fact that they added legends um, now to the roster. Um, so it's it's Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols. Now love those guys. Those guys are you know the epitome of a legend. Um, but the news that I wasn't aware of was the fact that they take a spot on the roster. They It's not additional. So they take a spot from someone. <laughs> Miles has left the building. Miles has left the building. It's over. <laughs> yeah, man, I know. I, w- I wasn't aware of that either. And that when I found that out, I was like, that, that changes things. I I I was like, oh, it's cute, you know. You you have Pujols in there, you got Cabrera, and that's cool, fine. But when the, when I heard that they took a spot, it's different. It's an All Star game. Why not add the additional spot? Why not have them added? Like it sucks for the present player. Like the fact that now that's going to take up a spot for for somebody that deserves to be that doesn't make any sense. So, like Freddie Freeman, <laughs> like Freddie, like Freddie <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, yeah. I, well, what are your thoughts overall about the legends thing? And, and I mean, I'm sure you know you have much more to say now that the fact that like you know, hey, it took a spot from Freddie Freeman. Yeah. So I didn't know that 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 uh, it takes a spot. Um, okay, that changes it a little bit for me. That is breaking news to me as we are recording this episode. Okay. So I, I still like it. I still like it a lot. I still think that there is a lot of value in kind of honoring a player. These players in terms of like Miggy Cabrera and Albert Pools, these are two, two, you know, legendary players. These are two players that have, you know, have had such prestigious careers. Um, 100% I deserve, I think they deserve 
to be there. I, I, I won't take away from that at all. Um, I like I like that. I, I, and I think it's going to be interesting each year to see who the the legend player will be. Um, so I think I think that's pretty interesting. I think in terms of taking taking up a roster spot, I think um, I think it's stupid. I think it's really stupid. Um, I because I, I think I think with like you 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 add you add the you know th- I think they're 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 their own roster spot. They shouldn't take away from uh, certain players that are in their prime. Uh, that deserve to be that deserve to be on the roster as well. I think that the like the, the like the legend spots, what they're called, players like this should be. They should have their own spot. They should have their own kind of like category of the roster. Still playing the game just like everybody else, but they shouldn't take away from the full roster of what you know the All Star team is, um, because I think unnecessary snubs happen. Um, and you know, a player who, who deserves to, who's having a great year and who deserves to be on the roster shouldn't, should not be on the roster because of a legend, because of a legend spot. I think the legend spot should be its own thing. Um, and you poke in another player who is having a, who is having a great season. Um, so it's still fair. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it changes the whole dynamic of what I thought about that that spot and you know it yeah like i mean it's gonna be it's cool to see those guys 100 percent. i have no problem with that but just the fact that it takes up a spot i think i was like man that's a little bit of a sour taste that's tough for some of those guys that you know should have been there um and when you talk about those guys if they're if they count it as like a first base spot i mean those guys are like you know obviously dh's i think at this point but if they take like a you know like a, a first base spot you know that's that's rough on us you know what I mean? American League and, you know, and, and National League first baseman because we're standing up for those guys. Right. Um, the ones that play for the Dodgers, you know, yeah, those yeah, kind of exactly. guys. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that just about wraps things up for, for this episode of the At-Bat Baseball Podcast. I did on a high note. Uh, we'll be back next week to uh, sum up uh, the All-Star Game uh, and the Home Run Derby. Uh, it'll be fun oh, yeah. uh, to to watch that in Los Angeles the first time the Home Run Derby's there on Monday, um, and then the All Star Game on Tuesday. So uh, hopefully everyone enjoys the festivities. Uh, for Saul Rodriguez, Miles Porter, uh, we'll see you next week and have a great All Star Week.